You're listening to the Life Tree Church Sermon of the Week. We pray that as you hear this word, you would be encouraged and inspired as you pursue Jesus in your everyday life. Hi, guys. Well, that was quite the intro. Thank you. Huh? <laughs> uh, yeah, happy Mother's Day. And um, so basically, I'm, you know, if you guys have been here the last few weeks, you've probably heard Caleb talking about um, just the authority of God's word and the importance of it, and living by it, and all of this, and so I'm going to carry on that going, but because it's Mother's Day, we are going to read um, scripture about one of the most famous mothers, guess who? Mary, the mother of Jesus, so um, yeah, I'm excited to, to talk about Jesus with you, because I do love him a lot, and uh, yeah, let's just dive right in. So if you want, we're going to, um, if you want to follow along, Luke chapter 1, it'll be up here too. And um, verse starting at verse 26. So in the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. How will this be, Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin? The angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come on you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age. And she who was said to be unable to conceive in her sixth month, for no word from God will ever fail. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word to me be fulfilled. Then the angel left her. And in the NASB, she says, let it be to me according to your word. So imagine that. Can you guys put yourself in Mary's shoes? Like, she's this young woman, a virgin. I'm sure everyone in here, you know what that is. She's never had sex before. And an angel comes and says, you're going to have a baby. Isn't that weird? You know? And, and even just an angel appearing to you, right? Like, whoa. Like, so many accounts in the Bible when angels appear to people, they're, the angel says, do not be afraid, right? So there's a reason they say that. Catches you off guard. So here, Mary, this young woman, this angel approaches her. She's like, ah. And what does she say? May it be according to your word. She, she believes that this angel was sent by God. She believes the words that he spoke. And she says, yes, let it be. Okay, right? 
And so I think that God's word is like like seeds planted in our hearts. So she heard the word of God, and then it was like a seed planted, and then she believed it, right? And so do you think she knew what was going to happen fully? Like you don't always know the fruit that's going to come, right? You can't always see it. So if you think about it, she had, she didn't know what she was saying yes to, you know, and she just believed. She believed that God said it. So, um, and like he said, the angel said to her, and as we sang today, the Lord, God's word will never fail, ever. And so, not, and, and then ASB, it says nothing is impossible with God as well. So nothing, he, he will never fail us. And so I think Mary's job in that moment was to believe, right? And to simply believe. It's as simple as that. You believe. You believe what he says. You trust God. You believe his word. And then you walk by faith. And that is the, those are the essential components to a Christian life. You have to trust God. You have to believe what he says. And you have and it walking by faith because you can't see him, you know? And I think it's, you know, this kind of analogy since we're on the whole seed thing that Jesus's conception, so his very entrance into on earth was by faith, which was not faith, sorry, was the word of God, which was like a seed. And then Mary's faith, right, connected the egg. And then there's Jesus, heaven on earth, embodied heaven on earth, right? So it's like God's word's the seed, and then we get to partner with him and have faith, and we got the egg, and you bring it together, okay? <laughs> yeah, just, you know, it's Mother's Day. How do kids get come into the world, you know? Anyways, <laughs> so yeah, when his word is met with faith, heaven comes to earth, so Jesus. So Mary's, may it be, according to your word, had profound results, you know, um, and will we be according to his word, people? You know, like, actually, it's an honest question. Will we? What does that mean? What does that look like? Will we, like Mary, allow our lives to embody the word of God? Will we say, yes, I will believe you. And when we do that, when we believe his word and we live according to it, we thrive and flourish. It causes us to know him more. And there's nothing more important. There really is nothing more important. His word created all that is good in the universe. Amen? Everything. So living by faith according to God's word will produce in your life fruit it will produce challenges, and it will produce great reward. So we're going to look at those things. So let's start with the fruit. So Mary's, may it be according to your word, bore fruit. How? Well, Jesus, the word made flesh was alive in her womb. That's a fruit. That means the kingdom of heaven came to earth. Revival came to earth. Healing, deliverance, hope. Peace, joy, all these things came through that, through her. Yes, let it be according to your word. Bore fruit. The world will, was never the same. It will never be the same. 
So our job is to simply believe, and then God produces the fruit, right? It's not on our own strength. So other fruits other than those, like in our own lives, the fruits of the Spirit, let's say them. Do you guys know them? So joy, love, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Those are all amazing fruits. Um, hope and confidence, strength, wisdom, generosity, you know, that's a fruit. When you're living according to God's word, money doesn't have a hold on you. You know, it doesn't. You're generous. You walk in freedom, compassion. You have more grace for people because you know where you were and where God's brought you from, right? Empathy, all of it. That's all fruit. Healthier relationships, can be a fruit, capacity to overcome crisis. Who, who's been in a crisis in this room? Like really hard time? Some, yeah? Probably everyone, I would, would imagine so. If you never have, come talk to me. <laughs> oh. Yeah, so when the word is planted like seeds within us, we're ready for anything. We may not feel like we're ready for anything, but we are. We are, whether we feel like it or not. If the word of God is in here, you are ready for anything because he has equipped you. Okay? Because we've fed on the word, we believe the word, we trust his word. Okay? Okay, good. So just imagine, okay, do you guys remember last year all the flooding on the mainland? It was terrible. I felt bad for everybody, of course. So just imagine that happened again, but like five times worse. Okay. Anyways. Um, so the supply chain of food and even the airports are flooded. So helicopters and airplanes, they can't like get out. So it's like the food is like cut off. Okay. Let's just pretend this. So People who have, like, a garden, so, like, say the Gillespies. Have you guys seen their place? They would thrive. I would walk to their house. I would be like, please save me and feed my family. Um, they have beautiful gardens, and they're amazing. And um, Stacy, Stacy too, I would come to your house. It's closer. Um, <laughs> anyways, so... Imagine like being in that moment and you have prepared, you have your garden, you have lots of food, and then people who don't, they could try to plant seeds, but would that do any good? Oh, it's too late. There's a process. The seed has to, it takes time for the seed to grow and to turn into fruit. Amen? So the people better off in a disaster like that would be those who have prepared and they've They've put their seeds in the ground. They've grown, right? So it's like that with the word of God. So if you don't put the work in and you don't read the word and, and feed on it and feast on it, when something happens in your life, you're not going to be, like, ready and, like, strong on the word of God. So it's like you got to plant your seeds now so that you're ready for anything. So simple faith, read the word, plant the word, believe the word. If you don't believe it, what's the point, right? And I want to do a little bit of disclaimer here. It's okay to ask questions 
Like, um, in, even in Mary's response, her first response was, how will this be? Like, it was a gen- like, genuine, like, how will this be? You know, and I love that she asked him a question because that's how it is. Like, God is the word, and he's all about having relationship with us. So it's good to have dialogue with him. He wants to talk it out with us. And I do not always understand what I read in here, okay? I, I'm no scholar. I am not Caleb. You know, I am not Stacy. I am not Tim Keller. I am not a scholar. But you know what? Um, I value the word of God still. So even though I don't like, yeah, you get the point. You can value the word and not be like a pastor or an amazing teacher. But you can value it and you can plant it in your heart. Yeah, so ask God one thing. Like, ask God for revelation. If you read something, you're like, what does that mean? Then ask him. Ask him to give you revelation and understanding and talk it out. Sometimes I'll read something and I'm still not getting clarity, so I'll ask Caleb. So ask somebody who you know, like, knows more, if that makes sense. Yeah, so it's okay to ask. It's okay to have questions, so that's the disclaimer. Um, so one of the things, so talking about, like, being ready Um, in hard times is last year. So many of you know that I lost my mom um, quite unexpectedly in November 2021. And the year, so that year of her passing um, was one of the darkest years I've ever gone through, I would say. Really hard times. And I started having panic attacks. I hadn't had panic attacks before, um, but they were like, like, I understand now, like when people talk about it, like you can't, if you've had a panic attack, you know, you can't just turn it off. I tried. You you know that this is not rational. Like this doesn't make sense. I shouldn't, but it's like that, those that you're trying to breathe, you're, you feel like you're almost going to like suffocate. So I started having these panic attacks and um, there'd be times when I catch my breath and I'd phone a friend or I would just deal with it and wait and let it pass. But what I, what I realized in those moments was God's word would come up in me. So, you know, he has not given me a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. You know, he casts out fear. The Lord is near the brokenhearted. There is no um, fear in love. God is love. All these things would just be coming up. And I would just start saying it as I'm, like, catching my breath. And then it would pass. And it'd be fine. And, and I kept getting them. So I don't know. But all I know is scripture would come up. And I would just say it. Because it was like this truth. These seeds, his word would come up. And it would help me in those moments of the, of the feeling like you're going to die. Okay? Another one is um, a few years ago, I, at my job, I got, I got a promotion. Um, someone was leaving the company, and so an opportunity opened up for me to step into this role. And uh, I, anyways, we we had been praying and like just finances, all the stuff. So it just felt like God was lining it all up, and it was just an opportunity. And I loved the company. I still work there today. Um, anyways, and I said yes, but it was saying yes to something I'd never done before, and. Um, now, I don't actually do that job anymore. I'm in something else. But um, 
it was like safety and you have to do audits and like all this stuff. It's like a really big thing. And it was really hard and I had no idea what I was doing, um, but I had to learn. And I had days where I was really long days leading up to this big safety audit. And I would cry as soon as I got home. I would lay myself on my bed and I would bawl because I was so overwhelmed and so stressed out. And I just, I would say to Kip, I don't know if I can do this. What if we fail the audit? Like, and I can be a bit of a people pleaser too. Like I want, I want everyone to be good and I want to help everybody. And it was all this pressure that I was putting on myself. No one else was putting pressure on me. It was myself. So anyways, again, scripture would come up. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Right? And cast all your anxiety on me because I care for you, you know? So it's just like, okay, I'm going to say that in the midst of this crazy stressful time in my life. And that season passed. He saw me through. We passed the audit. Yeah. (laughs) So that was really great. And he did. He saw us through. And he helped me. So that's good. My family is really grateful that season is passed, I'm sure. (laughs) It was stressful. Um, so God and his word can carry us through some really hard times. Amen. Has he carried you through hard times? Yeah. And it bears fruit even in the bad times, because now as I look back on those stories, I'm like, man, God was with me. Thank you, Jesus. So it's like it bears fruit in your life when you do go through hard times, but you stand on the word and you believe that God is good because he is good all the time. So challenges, yeah, challenges. So challenges to living according to God's word. So, um, so first, I just want to point out, so angel, the angel's message to Mary when he first approached her was, greetings, favored one. You have found favor with God. You know, I don't know if you talk like that, but so uh, I love, greetings, favored one. Sounds like an alien or something. Um, Anyway, so Mary likely would have experienced the opposite from people. Don't you think? It's like, here, you're highly favored. And then the people are like, what? What did you do? You know, like, so favor with God doesn't necessarily mean you're going to have favor with people. Okay, so can you imagine the challenges that Mary had to face, right? This young woman, she's now... She's a virgin. She's now pregnant, but she's engaged to Joseph, and they've never had sex. So what? What? Who are you, who have you been with? You know, like all the like gossip, and um, just the unknown would have been a challenge. Judgment from people. Her reputation is on the line. Like just shot. You know, being misunderstood, rejected. She was. She was nearly rejected by Joseph. But God sent an angel to Joseph and said, no, no, what she's saying is true. You know, and then he's like, oh, okay, I can get on board now. You know, but Matt, when she told him, you know, it's like, that's a lot to take in. Um, and she probably wasn't very popular or liked. In fact, she actually went to her relative's house for a few months. And I think, I wonder if she was escaping the drama back at home. I mean, that's speculation. So this is what blessed and highly favored looked like for Mary. 
So as followers of Jesus, according to your word, people today, we can face many of the similar challenges as hers. You know, the rejection, all that kind of stuff, struggling with the unknown, doubting whether God really is for us and really does have the best for us, why things happen the way we do, Um, they do, Um, misunderstanding, false accusations people might say about you, all of those are challenges we face. And one I really want to point out is the tension of living according to your word or according to culture. We're, we all, there's that line, right? It gets really challenging. Um, whoops. So remember, that, as I said before, that favor with God doesn't equal favor with people because we're carriers of the word and many consider the word offensive, right? So of course, that's that's going to be a So I know for me I often find myself feeling misunderstood. My whole life I felt misunderstood. Like serious. Um and I often find myself caring too much about people's opinions of me. And it can and it can shut me down. It can shut me up. So me being here is Jesus. And I've learned as I've grown up that the only opinion of me that matters is his. And that's the same for you. And so it's important to remember that as we live in this tension of following Jesus and then what culture's saying. So, and when that comes up where I'm like, <gasps> like I feel that, you know, I'm not, I'm not perfect. So sometimes I go down that loophole, right? I'm sure we all, oh, what, what are they saying? Oh, I failed them. Blah, blah. All the, the tape rolls. But if I catch myself in time, I recall what God said about me. The, the words that he's planted in my heart, I cling to that, the scriptures, you know. I'm his daughter. I am his workmanship. I am a new creation. He has called me by name. I am loved and accepted. I am his. All those things, when we start, you know, playing that tape, he comes and he's like, nope, this is the truth. But the reason I know that is because I read it and I believed it. Okay? So those are all really nice things, like I'm his daughter, workmanship. But guess what? Scripture also has some really tough promises. 2 Timothy 3.12, all who desire to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. He said that. That's in the word too. So it's true. His word never fails. Right? So I'm just saying, according to your word, people, because that's who we want to be, will be persecuted and misunderstood just like Jesus was. And we can walk in grace and all that, love people. I'm not saying you walk all like, not like that. You, according to his word, you love people, you honor all people. So um, so his word and ways are counterculture. Many people hate his word and his ways. It's That's just a fact. So do we want... 
the acceptance of the crowd or the acceptance of God? Do you want the favor with people or the favor with God? Do you want relationship with people over relationship with God? Those are big questions that we're faced with as followers of Jesus in that tension. But we must answer it and and land on it and stay there. So will you live according to his word despite the challenges that come, despite public opinion, popular opinion? I'd rather stand with Jesus alone than with the whole world. Now I'm out. <laughs> and I ask you, are there areas in your life that need alignment with God's word? You know, maybe it's shows you're watching. Maybe you're towing the line there. What does his word say about what you fix your eyes on, what you listen to? You know, maybe. Maybe money. Maybe you're in business. And there you're like, oh, if I just do this little thing, maybe I won't have to pay that. Like, you know, like, are you walking in integrity with your money? Are you like, you feast on like gossip or something and you're like, oh, I can't wait to hear the latest news over there in the school pickup line or whatever, right? Like grudges. Are you holding a grudge? Do you have a fence in your heart towards someone that you need to go talk to them? Maybe you need to work something out with somebody. So anyway, those are just some things I ask you. Are there things in your life you need to align with the word of God? There is no greater reward than to know him. So repentance and alignment of his word is worth it. Not only is his way better, but it's how we walk close with him. Okay? So if you want to be close with God, close with Jesus, you have to walk his way. So the great reward, my favorite part So yes, living according to his word leads to good fruit, tough challenges for sure. But then more importantly, it leads to a great reward. And his name is Jesus. Having relationship with Jesus, the crown jewel is Jesus. And the ultimate reward of Mary's simple yes of her, may it be done to me according to your word, her belief, her faith. Her reward was she got to spend 33 years with Jesus. She got to nurse him. She got to cuddle him. She got to play with him and teach him and spend so much time with him. That was a worth reward, wouldn't you say? Yeah. So it's like she didn't necessarily know, right, when she said yes before it all played out. So our prize, our great reward is relationship with Jesus, closeness, intimacy with him. And intimacy is even better than the fruits. All the fruits that we talked about, those are all great, wonderful things. But he's even better than all that. And he's the one who produces all that in our lives. So relational intimacy leads to fruitfulness. So when we're connected with him, then it leads us. And mothers, you know, people out there, you, you know, mothers, I'll say, you know that the process of making a baby is way more fun than delivering it. I had to say it. 
right? Delivery is really painful. Okay, right? Only, you know, you know what I'm talking about. He is. It's that intimacy. I know, like, getting ready for this message, um, I bawled my eyes out so many times this week preparing because I was just, I'm so grateful to have a relationship with Jesus. He's so real. He's so tangible. He, he's there. He is the prize. He, he calls us by name. He knows everything about us, everything about us, all of our imperfections, everything, but yet he still loves us and calls us by name. Like, how incredible is that? So a yes to him and his word, when we say yes to him and to his word, we get relationship with him. So according to your word, Living is the pathway to the greatest relationship you'll ever know. So these words in this Bible, it's not just words or rules to follow. It's not just theories or ideas to understand. It's relationship with him. And a life of real meaning and lasting fruit is a life of simple faith in love for Jesus and his word. It goes hand in hand. In John 15, 5, it says, I am the vine and you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. So we get to have a relationship with Christ. We can bear no fruit apart from him. Nothing. We cannot do it on our own. You can try. I have tried. And you will fail. So a branch out of contact with the vine is lifeless. It, it is. Like, it, it shrivels up, it dies. It's not getting nutrients anymore. You have to be connected to the vine who is God himself. And as disciples, we depend on being connected to him for our spiritual life and to be effective out there in the world. We have to be connected to him. There's no way around it. We have to spend time with him. We have to read his word. We have to put all the other things aside and make this a priority. Because we cannot do it on our own. So I urge you to let his word abide in you. Let it influence you. Let it captivate you. Let it form you. Let him form you. And let him show the world the goodness of his word through your, the good fruit that you will produce, that he will produce in and through your life, how you endure challenges, because people, People are watching. They can see that. And your delight in the great reward, Jesus. So I'm going to end there, and Caleb's going to come up. But, yeah, I think I'm, I'm done. Love you guys. Thank you for listening to the Life Tree Church Sermon of the Week. At Life Tree, we are a family all about declaring and displaying Jesus 
to transform lives and benefit our city. If you'd like to find out more about Lifetree, you can find us online at lifetree.ca.